Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. You ever ever go into Walmart and you walk around and you see that big like cage type bin full of stuff like the full of candy for a dollar or full of five dollar DVDs and stuff like that. Well, I was in this Walmart a good 15 years ago and I saw it had blankets for like five dollars. And I bought one, took it home, and I looked. This was, this was a good blanket. Like, it was comfortable, it was soft, it was just great. But I noticed after a week or so, I had a hole at the bottom. Like, a really big hole. And I was like, what the crap? Like, I didn't know what happened. Like, somehow I wore a hole in it. So I went back to Walmart and bought another. It was only $5. A week or so later, man, I got another hole. What's wrong with these blankets? So I bought another blanket (laughs) and I was laying in bed watching TV and I forgot what I was watching, but something happened that made me laugh and I jerked and laughed. You know, you get that sudden like, and you just kind of spasm out for a second. I did that and that's when I noticed my foot went straight through the blanket and I looked and I know my foot was straight through the blanket right where all those holes were. And that's when I looked and I noticed, man, I haven't cut my toenails in a long time. This is Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. I'm Rob. I forget I have toenails. I I don't ever wear flip-flops or anything, so, yeah. That's gross. (laughs) This week in Awesome, guys, TFCon's going on right now. Like, well, actually, it's probably over right now. It's uh, Sunday at 7. Wow, 7 p.m. I meant to do this two hours ago. Uh, It's Sunday at 7 p.m., and so TFCon's over. And I didn't... I didn't see, I know a lot of third party news came out of it, and I don't really follow that stuff too much other than catch, catching a, a glimpse here or there of stuff. So I'm sure there's some neat stuff. I don't, you know, but I hope everyone had fun at the convention. I know the USTF con's coming up here in a, in fall, and hope everyone goes that has a good time. I had fun at the two I went to. I just not really traveling out outside of the Southeast for a while. Uh, but um, speaking of conventions, San Diego Comic Con's next week, and I'm kind of kind of curious what all news is going to come from it. I know there's going to be a preview of Power of the Primes that's really got my interests. It's got my interest quite a bit. I'm literally looking forward to uh looking forward to seeing what comes of that, and also sad just because I like I love Titan Returns so much. I'm a little sad to see the uh, yeah I knew it was going to end eventually, just the actual what's replacing it coming. So there's a little little bittersweet 
excitement, I guess. I'm not sure. You know, last week, uh, during the Q&A segment, I went into a bunch of podcasts I listened to as well as, as well as Transformers ones, uh, to answer David's question, and I'm think- sitting here thinking, I, for- I left two, about two, three of them off that I listen to all the time as well, and I... I shouldn't feel bad about that because it's not like the podcast scare, but I, I want to mention them here. And one other one I listen to is uh, Blast Points. It's a Star Wars podcast, and it's it's my favorite Star Wars podcast. It's really good. It's these two dudes, maybe a little older than me, and they kind of got the same outlook as I do. And and you know their podcast, some Star Wars podcasts are like five million years long, and you kind of, uh huh, uh-huh. okay, I'm stopping this. There's just a little over an hour each week, so it's just the right size for a show. Like, And they'll start it off with like news, like Star Wars news, but they don't spend an hour on the news. They just go over them like an overview and talk about it. And they'll go into the subject of that week's show, which might be one week they were talking about that old Cartoon Network Clone Wars show. Not the 3D animated one, the old one that was like a, made by the guy who did Samurai Jack, you know, that one. Or uh, one they went over where they had a VHS copy of a QVC Star Wars special, stuff, something like that. And man, that's just, it's a fun show to listen to. Another one I like to listen to each week is the Unofficial Universal Orlando podcast. It's a podcast from people who are big fans of Universal Studios Orlando. And you'd figure that wouldn't be something you'd want to listen to every week because you're like, okay, here's a theme park I'm not at. Man, it'd be great to be at that theme park. But they, the way they do it's actually really entertaining. Like last week's episode, they had their favorite moments at the park. And when you say moments, you're thinking, uh, what do you mean? Like the time you kissed your wife or something? But no, they're talking about little things in the rides. Like like uh, when you free fall in a ride or something like that. And they, they went over and all that. Like just thoroughly interesting. Makes me want to be at Universal Studios all the time, which I want to be there all the time. So I guess that's not not too surprising. But although I've recently, just because I like watching ride through, like point of view ride through videos of theme park rides so much on YouTube, I got one of those like cheapo VR goggles things and a little cheapo controller to use in mouse mode so I can just watch those videos. It's like I'm there. <laughs> I know that sounds ridiculous, but it really is fun. It really is fun to sit and watch those, and that that really adds to it, because it's like, I'd like to go back to Universal, but we'll probably go to Disney before we go. First up's a house. That's that's the first plan, is to buy a house, but and after that, take a trip to a theme park. Probably Disney, because we, you know, we went to Universal last year. Though if it was up to me, I'd probably go there every weekend. I love it there. So that, that, that was really cool, putting that headset on, and that and just kind of experiencing those rides that way. I'm sure I'm not being shooken around or whatever, but it's really cool. But what makes it really cool is, um, is like those rides don't exist anymore. You know, like rides that are closed down or something like that. That makes it really cool. Like say a, a dark ride that was in a theme park in Germany or something, you know, that I'll never go to. And it was close where I ever got to go to. And here's a point of view video of it, you know, something like that. Like that's really cool. Not to mention those little VR videos are cool and stuff too. That's that was really, it's really cool. I'm gonna play with it a little more here. I said cool a million times because that's the best way I can describe it. Sometimes there's not enough descriptive words when you're excited about something, you know. Another one I listen to often is 
purple stuff podcast i want to say i listen to them a whole lot but they don't put an episode out but maybe every month every other month something like that but it's a guy who runs dinosaur dracula and his friend who runs another similar site and they have a, just a really good show where they'll talk about uh things like they might have a best halloween music or their favorite you know summer vacation store you know moments or stuff like that they'll just you know best cola <laughs> stuff like that and they'll just talk about it and they're really good to listen to. I'm pretty pretty sure if you listen to this, you've heard of them. So you know, they're. I'm really jealous of their name, Purple Stuff, because their their show came around almost a year after, you know, being awesome started. And you know, Kilby kind of came up with a name, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And I'm like, wow, Purple Stuff, that'd been perfect. <laughs> so I'm a little jealous of that great name. But those are some more of the podcasts I listen to. I. When I was getting the uh, VR glasses yesterday at Target, I got the rest of the tiny turbo changers for Series 2. I should probably open those up soon. I was really excited to get them, but I don't know how many more of those are coming. I think they just did a Series or two for this uh, movie, and that's it. Which is a shame, because they're really cool little toys, and I'd like to see tiny turbo changers be more of a thing in the future. And I really could see that being like a G1 thing, like to tie into generations. And the reason I say that is those G1 toys were so much more simplistic. I, I could see them working well in that format, you know, the tiny turbo changer guys. I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys here. I had kind of an odd week, maybe a little rough week. So I figured after I just kind of talked about those few things, I'd answer a couple of questions from the Q and a poll. And we'll, that, that'll be a good show this week. Usually I just do one question, but this week I was like, I was actually, I got my dates wrong. I had, I thought San Diego Comic Con was this weekend and that I'd have more to talk about because it's been kind of a slow news week and I just kind of had a kind of a weird week. Just not really, it was my first full week of work after that long, long weekend, which only had me, you know, three days last week of working. So I think it just kind of messed with my mind. I know there were some points in the the job days where I was getting really frustrated over nothing and stuff. So I just kind of don't, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I'm mentally zapped and for no good reason because I'm not tired. I'm just sort of (laughs) Maybe why I liked, I was about to say maybe that's why I like that cheeseburger I had today so much. When we went to go get groceries, I had a. One of those double cheeseburgers off the dollar menu at McDonald's. Like, man, this is really good cheeseburger. <laughs> I'm just kind of brain dead this week. But what I'm going to do to make up for my brain deadness is answer a few questions off the pool. And I hope, I hope everyone is cool with that. <laughs> the wife's actually, you know, it's getting to be uh, dinner time. She's cooking some, uh, Fish and French fries and some hush puppies, and that's gonna be just the thing. Maybe just I need some a good solid meal because I think that cheeseburger at like twelve o'clock is all I've had to eat today, aside from a couple of bites of some beef jerky I pulled out of a bag earlier. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I need that and I'll be better. But that's not gonna help right now because I'm recording a podcast, yo. So I'm gonna answer these questions and probably stick those goggles back on and watch a three sixty video of uh a guy riding a motorcycle. I don't think I ever want to ride a motorcycle like that. But I'm cool with it on uh, YouTube. <laughs> That's silly.
Wolf. The first question this week come. Well, did you guys hear me brain fart so loud there that it actually smells a little bad? I forgot to plug where you can participate in the Q&A portion of the show. Um, talk Transformers, the absolute best place to talk Transformers in the internet is a group on Facebook called Talk Transformers. Go join it if you haven't already. And every so often I'll pop up a thread saying, hey, anyone want to submit some questions <laughs> and answer stuff? And, you know, I get tons of content for the show. So that's how you can do it. Or you can just direct message me. That works, too. But this week's... I was about to say this week's question, but the first question of this question off comes from Sean McLaughlin. McLaughlin. I think I'm saying that right. Sean McLaughlin. <laughs> he goes on to ask, what is a concept or brand combined, brand combining you would like to see in Transformers? Mine is G.I. Joe's as headmasters or pretenders. Well, well, Sean, that sounds cool. And I'll, I'm probably one of the million guys that say G.I. Joe and mask or mask and Transformers or something like that or. Mask and G.I. Joe, even though I guess that's kind of sort of been done with that Matt Tracker figure. And, you know, you're saying that, and the only thing I can think of, and I didn't talk about this earlier, because every podcast you've ever heard has talked about, and you, you've not been able to escape news of it on Facebook or Twitter or anything, but that Revolutionaries box set that's going to be exclusive for San Diego Comic Con this weekend, you know, it's got Jetfire in it, and it's got some G.I. Joes, and it's got... Rom and mask characters made from G.I. Joe bodies in there. And it's got little Micronauts in there. Like, I I assume those are the new versions of the Micronauts toys as seen as those are not the those are the only new molds in the set. They're like micro machine style Micronauts. And I really hope so, because I, I really want new Micronauts toys. <laughs> I know they're making a new cartoon. There's a post on Zone Base. Uh if you go to zonebase.org, I wrote describing how much I, I'd, I'd be okay with this being the new Micronauts toy line. But um, that box out there where they just kind of combine everybody together like that, I think that's as close as I can think of it right now. Because I don't think I'd like to see a G.I. Joe pretender, you know. Now, I could go with seeing G.I. Joes as headmasters or something like Human Alliance or something like that. Or same with Mask or put those like Matt Tracker or Duke or something as a Human Alliance style toy. I could totally go for that. But that box set kind of goes like something I've been thinking for a while now, like just some umbrella brand, and all of the, all these guys are ref, are in in it, you know. And doing that, they don't have to have any extra explanation. It's just that you know, sometimes like like, like maybe there's a headmaster toy in Cobra Commander's the head. Why is Cobra Commander the head? Well, he's already in the line. Why not? You know, I think that's as close as I can think off the top of my head. You know. Because, you know, Titan's Return is already pretty close to that. You know, the little Titan guys can not only drive the car, but man the guns and all sorts of stuff. So I think an Umbrella branding is as close as I can come to answering that, in all honesty, without just rambling on and not saying anything. And there's enough podcasts that do that, and I'm not going to do that intentionally. So yeah, I think that's the best way I can think that I would... um combine combine it <laughs> let's see let's look at our next question thanks sean for that question that was a great one my main man dusty griffin goes on to ask us can you tell us the origin of road rage well <sighs> bad traffic and stressful life well oh, that's not the road rage you're talking about when dusty's saying road rage he's talking about the 
red tracks repaint that y'all guys have gotten used to see named Road Rage. And what Road Rage is, is Trax's Diaclone colors. Uh, you know, that's his Diaclone colors. And at some point around 04, 05, maybe 04, they put out... Let, let me let me scale back. Some, around the early 2000s, Takara was putting out a lot of those G1 reissues. Like, every month there's a couple of them. And then after a while, they started over and put them out in... They called it book-style reissues, whereas opposed to incoming... In, Instead of coming in boxes that were similar to G1 boxes, they came in these nice book-style boxes that you could open up like a cover. It had a few pages describing the character and stuff like that. And and there was in a tray the toy, so you could see, and you could take it out and transform it and all that, put it back in. You could do it like a book on a bookshelf. And there's even a album available where you could take those pages out and put them in and make one big volume, you know. What, pretty much almost every single time there was one of those e-hobby would have an exclusive using that mold put out in the diaclone colors but they would give it a new name and make a new character you know and um, that, that's where Road Rage came from they basically made the tracks diaclone colors and called it Road Rage made a new character and then when that MP tracks came out not long ago when they put out Road Rage that's why, instead of just Diaclone tracks, it's Road Rage. It's a new character. It's more interesting like that. Hmm. Took a sip of soda there to wet my whistle. But Dusty, thanks for your question. That's where that's where Road Rage comes from. Let's see. Do we want to do... I'm scrolling through. Let's see. The next question comes from Eric Crowbar. Eric goes on to ask, Why do you think the Bumblebee movie is going to be set during the 80s? Well, because of heard rumor and innuendo that it's going to be set in the 80s. So that leads me to believe it's going to be set in the 80s. So that, that's cool with me. I think um, I think the Bumblebee movie is going to be something of a soft reboot as is. I, I had a thread going earlier this week talking my thoughts about this. And I'll kind of go over that a little bit here. Um, I had did a, a post where I had uh, cleared my mind. But when, I, when you have a stressful time, you know, you do things to clear your mind. And I was having kind of a stressful night at work. Not really super stressful, just kind of a hard night. And uh, one of the things I do to clear my mind is just kind of go into stuff I'm interested in. And I made sort of a hot post take this hot <laughs> take post on social media saying about how Paramount generally handles their franchises. And I use Friday the 13th as an example. And I'll stick by this forever because it's pretty much the way they do things. You see, Transformers 5 last night, you know, it's not doing as good in the theaters as the other ones. I think it's just now cracking around $500 million, which is still, it broke even, it's still making a profit. And you still got Japan and a few other companies to go. But by the, by the time said and done, it's not doesn't look like it's going to make a billion like the last two movies have. But I'm, going, I'm guessing it's going to end up pulling a total around $700, maybe $800 billion. A million, excuse me. Made seven hundred billion. That'd be no. We wouldn't have this conversation. But I'm gonna guess after the whole worldwide total, we're gonna get another two, three hundred million added to the mix, which is still not bad. That's what the first movie made. That's what the second movie made. You know, the, you know, seven and eight hundred million dollars on a budget of around. I think the first movie was made on a budget of one hundred fifty million, and this one, and the second one was made. I think a two hundred million. And I think you had like a 700 million, 800 million, you know, for the first and second one. 
So I think this one, being that they put more into it, I think it's I've seen the budget quotes from anywhere from two sixteen million to two two hundred sixteen million two hundred two hundred sixty million uh quoted as what it cost. So obviously they're they're making a profit still, even if it all doesn't make any more than five hundred million. But it's not the profit they obviously wanted because it well, three and four made a billion each, you know, over the course of time, you know, it wasn't the movie's not the movie's not even a month old yet. So it's kind of weird that everyone's jumping on the gun so far, but it's there. It's just not selling as fast. You can see it clearly. You know, my theater wasn't packed out or anything. And I wasn't, you know, I, I knew this was going to happen. I just kind of didn't expect it to happen already. You know, I knew eventually it was going to slow down. But um, I used Friday the 13th as an example as, you know, they'd make one of these things for and, you know, it was a lot cheaper, but it's just kind of the same, same idea. They'd make one and make a fortune off it. You know, about five, like, I think the first Friday the 13th was made for 55, uh, uh, 5,500,000, like half a million dollars, basically. And they made 55 million off of it, you know. And I think by part six, they were making 20 million off of putting in about maybe three million dollars in to make these movies. They were low budget and they just, brought in a really good amount for nothing, you know, and they're just, that's why they did them every year. Cause it was like an instant turnaround profit bringer. And, you know, when stuff started slowing down, well, they tinkered with it. And after two tries, after throwing two Hail Marys, they dropped it, you know? And of course, you know, they sold it off to new line, new line made a couple of Friday 13th and that one in 09 was Paramount again. And it's really weird they didn't make another one since then because they made that one in 09 for 19 and it made like 90 million. So they, that's good profit, you know. But using that as an example, um, a company like this with a franchise intending to make as much money as they can, the first one that doesn't, that start when it first starts slowing down, they're going to try to fix it before they break it. And I think this Bumblebee movie is pretty much where they're going to try to fix it because, you know, there wasn't going to be any Transformers movie every year. Starting with this with this movie here, next year the Bumblebee movie, then after that another Transformers movie, and so on for a few years. Now it's next year's the Bumblebee movie, and we'll see. So I think that's right there saying, they're seeing how this Bumblebee movie does for they hold off for a while if they don't pass for a while. Because, you know, that Friday the 13th making $50 million on a budget of five is a difference, is still different even though 19, you know, 40 years ago, you know, hundreds of millions is a lot different, you know, so they might, they might give up on it a little quicker. Maybe Bumblebee will be the, if this doesn't work, let's hold off for a while moment, as opposed to making two or three, trying to fix the formula. And, uh, I just can't help but think Bumblebee is, they're going to do, you know, not just the eighties. They're going to kind of probably do it for about a hundred, 150 million. And if they make that five, six, 700 million, you know, maybe they'll uh, make a couple more lower budget Transformers movies, and when those start really tanking, maybe no more, or maybe they'll be like, you know what, time to hold this off for a while. You know, so I think that's going to be the. I think seeing some of these things going into it, dude, we we should we should really pay attention now, just because this will be uh, informal for us to see see how it goes. It might it's going to be interesting to watch from sort of a stand back viewpoint to just see what all what else going to be different about this movie. We know it's got a different director and gonna have fewer robots and all that i can't help but wonder when i say soft reboot you know because obviously it's gonna be 
kind of like those uh, newer X-Men movies, you know. They kind of, you know, they did the uh, X-Men uh, Beginnings, Origins, whatever movie. And they pretty much followed that up since, you know. So I kind of wonder if they're going to do that with Bumblebee, if that'll be sort of a leeway to a starting over without completely starting over type of thing. And I'm just watching what, thinking what's going to go into it to make it different, to make it more appealing. And I just can't help but think this is, this is a Hail Mary. You know, when it was a spinoff, I think now it's a, see if this works. So, but yeah, I think it's set in the 80s. <laughs> because I think they said something about that. Sorry. <laughs> and we're going to do one more question for I am going to go eat some dinner. And this last question comes from my main man, Marble Lion. Marble Lion goes on to ask, is there a six-foot bat working at Iacon City Hall? And if so, why is he taking home after taxes? Get this man a mint. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did my quote wrong. Alfred, get this man a grant. Guys, usually this show's a lot better. I'm sorry, I kind of a little spacey this week. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and cut it off for the week. Uh, thanks, everyone, for your questions. And everyone, everyone, everyone. Go join Talk Transformers, and when I put that question and answer pool up, put them in there. Put your questions, put your talking points, put your comments, and it goes into the show. And this show, that's usually not as vapid. You know, last week, I, was, I knew I was a little out of step, but when I listened to it, I was like, yeah, I did a better show than I thought I did. This week, I'm like, man, that's one big fart. I'm sorry, guys. I'm doing the best I can. I think I'm just a little brain dead. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Being Awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, is part of the Radio Free Cybertron family shows. And they all can be found at tfradio.net for shows and showtimes. And while you're there, please check out our Amazon links. It's just an easy way to help support the network without paying anything extra other than what you're paying at Amazon. Guys, I'm Rob. And I normally can be found on Twitter and Instagram at RoboRobSpringer. And since you're using the internet, I you know, I mentioned it earlier. Check out my site, zonebase.org. There's a whole lot of zoning and basing going on there. One day I'm going to work that out into a quote that sounds like a whole lot of shaking going on. I just haven't got it through yet. Because by the time I think to do it, I'm already halfway through saying what I'm going to say. Yep. This is when I just kind of end the podcast and go, bud. And then someone else goes, Why? But I won't hear the Zern be like, well, I, I guess no one else wanted to play. But thanks everyone for listening. I'm gonna go eat that fish. I think it's I can smell the uh I can smell the old bay through the door, and I'm about to go get some of that old bay. I'll holla. Bye. <laughs> See you next week. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. <laughs>
sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.